Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. My God. Why don't you just tell God how much you love him? We love you. We love you. Love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. The psalmist rain. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. Love you. We love you. Thank you, Lord. My God. My God, we honor you. Why, yeah, why don't you just pause and tell him how much you love him personally? Like, just stop and thank God and tell him, Lord, I love you, right? Like, Lord, I love you so much. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are so good and you are so faithful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. We... Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you. My God. We love you, Lord. We love you. 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 My God, thank you, God. Thank you. 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 My God, thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you. My God. Glory to God. 
Thank you, Lord. We love you, Daddy. We love you. We love you. We love you, Daddy. We love you, Daddy. We love you. We love you. We love you. My God. I love you so much. I am so grateful for you. I am so thankful that you rescued me, that you kept me. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, we offer ourselves this morning as living sacrifices, Lord God, to be used for your glory. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We are Lord. Here 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 we are Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We bless you, we praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Here we are, Lord. My God, here we are, Lord. Do you know that the the highest form, like the highest form of obeying God is simply it's the highest form of worship is to obey God, like just to make a decision to obey God no matter what. Right. To make a decision to to desire to walk on the narrow path. To choose to put God before everything else. To, to choose, to choose, to choose. I was my, um, my dad pastors, my grandfather pastored, and I was listening to my dad's Bible study last night. And he was um, talking about how the blessings and how we get blessed. And he was breaking down the Beatitudes. And last night was blessed are they that are poor in spirit. And he was just talking about when you're poor in spirit, how you lend yourself to the Lord, how you sacrifice yourself to the Lord, how you give yourself to the Lord. And so the highest form, like the highest form of obedience, I mean, the highest form of worship is when I really surrender myself to God. Like when I really, like I really surrender, like for real, for real, not just like I for real, for real surrender. I make a decision and say, you know what, Lord, I am not, I'm going to make every step with you. I'm going to walk with you day by day. I'm going to sit in your presence. I'm not going to move until I know you're satisfied. I'm going to dedicate my time to when you start rearranging your schedule to make sure that God gets the top of it, that God gets the first of it. When you really and I'm not just talking about for the devotional, I'm talking about period. Like you start rearranging your life. So that God is infused in every part of your day. God is infused in every part of your schedule. And I'm not talking about something spooky. I'm talking about something real significant. When you, when you, 
when you take your business, right? This is my Bible. When you take your business, I'll take one of our journals. When you take your business and you lay your business before the Lord and you say, this is not my business. This is not my business. This is not, this is not like, this is not my business. I didn't make, I didn't make this up. You put this desire in me. You put this dream in me, right? And you, it's up to you to complete this thing. It's not on me to complete this thing. So you know what? Here is my business, Lord. Like here's my, here's my business, Lord, right? Here's, here's my business. This is my business and you can have it, right? Here's, here's my business. I'm laying it out before you. I'm not going to make a decision without you. I'm going to, I'm going to cast all my cares on you. I'm going to give you this business every day. I'm going to give you the first fruits for my business, right? I'm going to give you the first fruits of my business. I'm going to dedicate this business to you because this ain't my business. This, this is not my business. You're only allowing me to steward over this business. I'm not going to have selfish motives. I'm not going to have selfish gain. I'm not going to do anything that does not allow. If you can't get the glory out of it, I don't want to be a part of it. If it has to glorify me, if it's glorifying others, if you can't get the glory out of it, I don't want it. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be attached to it. Can I just be, can we just go there for a second? Same thing for my friendships. If I have friendships, right? And these are pieces of Legos. So I'm going to put those friendships before God, right? And this, this, this takes some Holy Spirit moves. This takes some big moves. I'm going to lay these friendships at the altar and I'm going to begin to ask myself, Father God, are these friendships that glorify you? Because I don't want to be connected to anything that you don't, you know, I need some Jonathan and David type friendships in my relationship. I need some people who are going to walk with me. I, I need some people who are going to push me into the presence of God. I don't need to be entangled in anything that doesn't have anything to do with you. And if I've been involved in relationships and entangle my stuff and it doesn't have anything to do with you, forgive me. Right? Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I want, I'm, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you, I'm giving you, right? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you that. And then I'm going to take my marriage. And even if I got married for the wrong reasons, <laughs> even if I got married for the wrong reasons, I'm still getting ready to put my marriage on the altar. I'm still getting ready to, I'm still getting ready to put my marriage. I'm, I'm putting my marriage on the altar because this is what I don't want to do. I don't want this marriage any longer to not give you glory. I'm not going to even focus on them. I'm going to put the marriage on the altar. I'm going to put the type of wife I am. I'm going to put the type of husband that I am. I'm going to lay it on the altar and I'm going to obey you in my marriage. And if you tell me to be quiet, I'm going to be quiet. Right. And if you tell me to surrender myself, if you tell me to surrender myself, I'm going to, I'm going to surrender myself. And if you tell me to be loving and kind and forgiving, I am. And I'm not going to assert my rights over what you're asking me to do for this marriage. I'm, I'm not, I can't, I can't, I can't, like I can't, I, I can't, right? So I got to put that there. I got to put those friendships. I got to, I got to put that marriage and I'm going to obey you in these friendships. I'm going to obey. So if you ask me to leave a friend, if you ask me to leave a relationship that I've been in, I don't care 30 years, but it ain't bearing no fruit and it wasn't for your glory. And we got soul ties. And we just there out of familiarity, I'm going to obey you in my friendships. I'm going to obey you in my marriage. And then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take my kids and I'm going to put them on the altar as well. And I'm not going to raise them according to my culture. And I'm not going to raise them according to my beliefs. And I'm not going to raise them to according to what society says is right. 
and I'm not going to be loose in raising them and I'm not going to continue on the same path. I'm going to give these kids, I'm going to obey you. How do you want me to raise these kids? What kind of wife or husband do you want me to be? What, what kind of wife or husband? Paula, he might not want your circle small. He not might, he might not want your circle tight. That might not be the circle that he wants you in. He might not want it small and tight. He may want it broad. He may want you to open the door to somebody else. So what are the relationships? I'm going to obey you in those relationships. God pushed me totally out my comfort zone where relationships were concerned. To totally out, totally out my comfort zone. To totally out my comfort zone where relationships were concerned. Totally had me open up the door to be able to receive some people. But if I'm going to really worship you, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to worship you in the most obedient way. And I'm going to obey you in my business and I'm going to obey you in my marriage and I'm going to obey you in my friendships. And I'm going to, I'm going to obey you where it's concerned, where my children is concerned. And I'm not going to superimpose my own ideas over yours. That's what worship looks like to God that I'll obey you no matter what that I'll obey you, that I lay it before you. I put it on the altar before you. And I say, you know what? Do you know what I asked God this morning, every morning? And I've been dealing with him because I know I got to get a couple of more books out of me. Right. And I know this publishing company he gave us and I didn't understand it all. So I said, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to give me the word. These are your hands. Give me the words to write. Right. If you're a psalmist, Lord, give me the words to sing. I desire obey to obey you no matter what I desire to. I desire to obey you. No matter what, I want my life to be a worship. So what does that look like for you, Lord? What does that look like? What does that look like for you, Lord? If I don't know my own business and I work for somebody else, am I allowing them to pull on my heartstrings or is God first in that position? Am I trying to do what's politically right or am I trying to do what's kingdom right? No, like no matter what. Yeah, Angela, help me, Holy Spirit. Like help me, Holy Spirit, because we could be on a path that has absolutely nothing to do with God. Has to do with where we're comfortable. Has to do with what we like. Has to do with what, what we were used to. What if God told you to pick up, shift and move and move quickly? Right? What if he told you he wanted you to spend a year in Africa? Like that's the kind of obedience we're looking for. And some of us may not be there yet. I don't want you to feel bad and downtrodden. Oh my gosh, I'm not here that that's fine. The more that you spend time with God, the more you spend time with God, the more you spend time with him, right? You, the more you spend time with him, the more likely you will come to obey him. The more that you get familiar with him, the highest form of worship is obeying him, <laughs> like obeying, obeying him. Cause sometimes we get on a journey of familiar, right? Yeah. Like we get on a journey of familiar and we just doing what what's, we do. We just doing what's familiar to us. We just doing what's familiar. It's just familiar. We've been doing some stuff for so long. It's for familiar. Why do you tie your shoes the way you tie your shoes? Whoever taught you to tie your shoes is why you tie your shoes the way you tie your shoes. That's why you do it. You tie your shoes that way. Cause somebody taught you that way. 
Obedience is the highest form of worship. Obedience is the highest. Obedience is the highest form of worship that I lay myself down. That obedience is the highest form of worship. The highest form, the highest form of worship is obedience. Highest form, highest form of worship is to obey God. Father God, I think, yeah, that's good. That's good, Robert. My time is his time. And so if my time is his time, I'm not wasting time because I know it's not my time to waste. And in these days, these last days right here, we got to be very strategic. We got to be very strategic. We got to hear what God is saying above everything else. So Father God, we thank you this morning and we're going to repent first. For not obeying you. Anytime that we've chosen our own way. Anytime we won't submit the situation to the words. Anytime we won't pause and pray. Anytime we've given over to the flesh. Father God just forgive us. Now Holy Spirit we need you to help us. So that we can obey God at all costs. (laughs) That we will obey him in our money. That we will obey him in our relationships. That we will obey him in our time. My God. I thank you, Lord God, for pulling us out of ungodly relationships so that we can be in godly relationships so that we can be in godly relationships, like in godly relationships, Lord God, my God, my God, not in familiar places, but in godly relationships in relationships that are going to give you the glory. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for all things this morning. We thank you for the word this morning. We thank you for revelation in this word. We thank you, Father God, for just grace, mercy, love, peace, understanding, joy. We thank you for provision. We thank you, Father God, that we are right standing with you through Jesus Christ. Now we humble ourselves before you, Lord God, to hear your truth, my God, to be anchored in your word so we can learn to hear you better. Line upon line, precept upon precept, All scripture is beneficial to us, Lord God. So we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for opportunities. We thank you for chance. We thank you for love. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. Will you do me a second? Will you do me just a second? Will you look either on Instagram or Facebook? Will you look and see, look for just a name, whatever name. And let's just take like two minutes to pray for another person. Just two minutes. Just two minutes just to pray for somebody else. Let's just intercede for each other. Find a name on there. Take that person's name. You don't have to tag that person. You don't even have to let that person know. But just just scam your thing. If you, if you swipe your comments and you see your comments, you can just begin to pray for a person. If you will just home in on somebody and begin to pray for them and call their name out before the Lord, we can see God do something so significant in their life. Father God, I just thank you. You are sovereign, you are just, you are true. Father God, I lift up, Father God, the person, Father God, that you're assigning me to pray for. I lift up Whitney Nelson right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you're opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called her to be in Christ Jesus. I bind her mind to the mind of Christ. I bind her will to the will of God. 
I thank you, Father God, that you are with her this day, that you are supplying all her needs according to your riches and glory. I thank you, Lord God, that she lacks absolutely nothing, Father God. I cast out the spirit of fear. I drive out every force of darkness from her life. I bind every satanic attack, plot, ploy. I render them no boy useless and brought to no effect. And Father God, whatever it is she stands in need of, Lord God, I thank you. You are supplying every last one of her needs. Father God, you were bruised for her iniquities, chastised for her peace, and by your stripes she is healed, spirit, soul, and body. Be with her, 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 be with her. Open up the windows of heaven, Lord God, and pour her out a blessing that she stands in need of, Father God. Holy Spirit, be with her, be with her. Give her the desires of our hearts, Lord God. I thank you that our family unit is strong, Lord God. I thank you she has eyes to see and ears to hear. Father God, I ask that you pour your spirit out upon her flesh today, that she will not be wise in her own eyes, that she will lean not into her own understanding, that she will begin to trust you with all her heart so that she can receive the full benefits of everything that you called her to, Lord God. My God, I thank you, Father God, that she is a, an amazing wife and an amazing daughter, an amazing mother, Lord God. I thank you and an amazing friend, Lord God. And I just speak the blessings over her. Double the double in her life. Double the double. Double the double, Lord God. We rebuke the devourer. We rebuke Satan. You have no authority. I thank you that the angels are encamped around the home. I plead the blood of Jesus over her. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Mm. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that you are meeting every need, whatever her desire is. My God, we thank you, Father God, for blessing her with a new home, Lord God. My God, one that's in her desires and her vision. I thank you, Father God, for Whitney. I thank you, Father God, for Whitney Nelson. I thank you, Lord God, for her. I thank you. She is full of purpose and called according to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for pausing just a minute to intercede for somebody on this devotional. I thank you. That that is what we were doing. Thank you for pausing for just a second to intercede for somebody on this devotional, just to lift them up, to call out their name. My God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your pause. Thank you for the minute. There is something that happens when we pray corporately. There is something that happens when we get in position and we begin to pray for each other. That is love, Vanessa. That is love. Like that is love. That is love. When we just pause, no matter how we feeling, no matter how, what, what we're going, right? My person was Whitney Nelson. Everybody who's praying, everybody that's in the, in the gap for the other person. My God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That you call up, call out another person's name. I love that. That is love, Vanessa. That is so, that is such love that we lift up other people, that we don't focus on ourselves. I'm telling you, when you begin to pray for others, and I'm not saying you don't pray for yourself. You cover yourself in the blood of Jesus, most definitely. You cover your home, all those things. But when you begin to sit others before yourself and pray unselfishly, that does something to God's heart. That, that, does, something to, that does something to God's heart. When you focus on other people, he will, begin to take, he will begin to take care of you like never, ever before. He will begin to take care of you like never before. 
So we are learning to hear God. And we're going to get in the word today. We are learning to hear God. I thank y'all for that. Thank you for pausing to pray for somebody else. Right? Thank you for pausing to pray for someone else and covering someone else on this devotional. My God, we love you. We thank you. you. We praise you. We bless you. Do me a favor. If you have not shared the devotional, go share the devotional right now. <laughs> right? Right now. Share the devotional right now. Put it in somebody's hands. Um, just, just drop the link. Thank you, Jess, for reminding me that. Just, just drop the link. If you want to become a partner to the ministry, please go over to the website, um, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Consider consider becoming a partner with this ministry. Um, we thank you, Lord God, for your grace and mercy. Um, we thank you for all of our partners. We just thank you for all that is done in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name, man, you're ready for the word. I'm ready for the word. Um, yesterday we learned, um, we are on this journey to learn to hear God, right? To make sure we hear God and we hear God rightly and we hear God appropriately. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It is hard for us to hear God when we are tired. So rest, there's some natural things you need to do to position yourself is, um, if you're on a fast, right? If you're fasting, it's easy for you to hear God. But if you are not eaten, eaten and you're hungry, it's hard for you to hear God. If you are in a rage, if you are mad or you are upset, it's hard for you to hear God. Those things are like very significant in you hearing the Lord, right? And so if I'm in a rage, I'm, in a, I'm mad, it's probably going to be difficult. Um, remember, our anger is not supposed to cause us to sin. But reality and truth is, if I'm so mad, it's hard for me to pause. It's one of the reasons, um, and I know this sounds strange, <laughs> because I used to be mad all the time. Is be angry all the time. I don't allow myself to get mad and the devil pushes buttons with me all the time. But I have learned that if I'm mad, I'm irrational. And remember, we, we learned in renewing our mind that we get to control our thoughts, right? And so I can get irritated. I can get upset but I do not get mad. I do not allow myself. I've made a decision that I'm not going to allow myself to get mad. And I've also made a decision that I'm not going to allow myself to get offended, right? Because if I allow myself to get offended, that could impact my relationships. And so I assert myself and say, you don't get it. You don't have an option to be offended. You're not going to get offended. So deal with that issue quickly so that you don't take offense, right? So that you don't take offense. And so those are the natural things for me that make it difficult for you to hear God, things that you can control in your natural man, right? If I'm tired, it's going to be difficult for me to hear God. That's why it's important for you to rest. <laughs> That's why it's important for you to get the right amount of sleep. If I am tired, it's going to be very hard for me to hear God. Um, I'm going to make up some stuff. I'm going to tend to do some stuff, right? If I'm hungry, I'm probably not going to hear God right. If I'm mad, mm -mm, it's going to be even more difficult for me to hear God. And so if I know those things, then I have to make sure in my natural man that I'm eating, right? And I find when I talk to a lot of women, they don't eat breakfast in the morning or they wait and eat later. You really should eat within the first 45 minutes that you wake up right? Your body needs that fuel. You need to put something in your body, drink you some water. When you first wake up, you should not be waiting until later because that breaks the fast, right? When you first eat, we breakfast, <laughs> it breaks the fast. And so you should eat right there in the morning, give your body some fuel and some energy so that you can position yourself and place yourself so that you can hear God and make sure you're getting rest and make sure, make sure, and, and, and you control 
You control how you think. You control how you respond, right? You you control that. You control those things. Um, and those things are very significant for you. Yes, rest is to restore you. Rest is to restore you. That's why you're not supposed to be running and moving all the time. If you find if you got to go somewhere every day, if you're always on the move every day other than work, something is probably going on with you and home is a source of your pain. I can probably I can probably put my oomph on that. If you got to be on the move every day, something is probably wrong with you and your home is a source of your pain. So you don't like to stay at home because home is a source of your pain. You should be in a re- you shouldn't you shouldn't have something to do every day. You shouldn't have something to do every day. You're going to miss significant moments with God because your body is in a rhythm of moving all the time. You shouldn't have busyness all the time, right? It's not, it's not, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be busy, busyness all the time, right? And Danielle, even if you're in prayer and it's like that, then you've got to, um, you just kind of got to shift the um, environment. So today, yesterday we learned, yesterday we learned right? But because we have been so, can I just say this? Because we are so used to being busy, our bodies move in busyness. We're so used to being busy. We live in busyness. We operate in busyness. And because we're so used to moving and being busy and we don't know how to pause and rest and restore the Sabbath is not that the Sabbath isn't about Sunday. The Sabbath is about rest, right? And so because we are busy all the time and we've sent our body and our minds into momentum of being busy that when we do get in a position and we settle down our minds and bodies still race because that's become the norm and the habit that's our norm like that's our that's our norm and that's our habits and because those are our norms and our habits our bodies operate in those norms and those habits all the time, right? When I started getting up for the devotional, I get up at three o'clock. My body automatically walks and wakes me up at three o'clock. I do not have to have an alarm, right? Because that's my norm and my habit. So when I get time to settle because my mind is used to racing or because I'm used to running around and because I don't know how to cast down thoughts or wicked imaginations and I'm used to doing all those things, then that's a part of my norm and my body responds to my norm. My body responds to my norm. So remember yesterday, we lo- I'm just saying you, and, and it takes some training. It takes some training. Like it takes, it takes some training to get there. And one time is not training. One time is not training. And so if I'm going to hear the learn, learn, the, learn to hear the voice of God, I'm going to have to put myself into some different habits. Come on, Holy Spirit. I'm going to have to put myself into some different habits so that I can begin to hear God like I need to hear God because my habits may be keeping me from being sensitive to hearing God. My habits, my habits may be keeping me from sensitive from hearing God. And so if I don't have established habits, if I don't, if I, if I have established or established, established, and then I, but you have to make this decision, right? Cause the Holy spirit will lead you that way, but you have to make the decision that this is worth it. And in this season, I need to be able to hear God. And so I'm being intentional with the things that I do because I can't afford to be out, be without hearing him. So let's get to our truth today, right? Yesterday, I told you when we talked, the Holy Spirit led us into a position in order to be able to hear God, we have to receive the word of God as the truth, right? We, we, we have to receive, 
We have to receive the word of God as the truth. The word of God has to be the truth. And I gave you Timothy and I said, all scripture, all scripture. I feel that. All scripture, right? I feel, can I tell you, I feel like the tugging and the pulling of some of y'all, like the Holy Spirit been tugging and pulling on you, but you have been grieving the Holy Spirit. You won't resist his arrest. And since you've been grieving the Holy Spirit, um, and you won't resist his arrest, like you won't slow down because moving has been, been your norm. You're missing some valuable information that you've been needing from God. I, I, just I, that you've been needing from God. You're missing some valuable information because I feel the Lord is pulling, tugging you, trying to get you in a certain position and place. But because your norm has been your norm for so long, you keep resisting, you keep grieving the Holy Spirit. And the information you need is in your settle and your rest. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That was from me. Not That, that was from him, not from me. <laughs> that was from him and not from me. And so the Holy... The Holy Spirit can't arrest you because you constantly on the move, right? He can't arrest you because you're constantly on the move. I bind every distraction from this devotional right now in Jesus name. So, so yesterday we learned about the truth. We learned this is the truth. This is what the truth is. This is where the truth rests. We're resting in the truth, right? Here's our truth. What is my truth? What, what is my, what is my truth? What, what does my truth say? Right? What does the word say in truth? Here's the thing you need to know. If I'm going to learn to hear God, God is a spirit. <laughs> and God dwells in our spirit. He does not dwell in our flesh. <laughs> he does not dwell in our flesh. He does not, he does not dwell in our flesh. He, he just does not. So if you're going to have to if you're going to learn to hear God, then you're going to have to learn to hear God. That's your spirit, right? Yesterday we read Galatians. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We read Galatians five and it says, we're not, we're not going to, we can't respond. We can't live by our flesh because our flesh is going to satisfy the flesh. The flesh is not going to satisfy the spirit. But if I make the decision and I'm going to live by my spirit, that's going to be different. That's going to look different. So John four and 23 says, but a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such as these to worship him. Now go back to what the Lord was showing us about what we put on the altar before him, right? When I put these things, when I put my family, my friends, my relationship, my business on the altar before him, then I'm seeking father for the information, for the wisdom, for the knowledge, the understanding. I'm seeking his truth on these things and nothing else. I don't want my culture. I don't want my own responsibility. I don't want my own mentality. I don't want my own thoughts. I don't want any of that. When I'm seeking him, I'm seeking him. I'm seeking you in spirit. I'm seeking you in truth. I want to worship you in truth. So I'm giving these things back to you so that I'm able to do that, right? And so if God is a spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and truth, then God communicates with us through our spirit. <laughs> he doesn't communicate with us through our flesh. He communicates with us in spirit. So then my spirit has to be divinely aligned so that I can 
hear God in my spirit. I'm not hearing God in my flesh, right? And so if I'm looking for these audible ears, there was very few instances where somebody came face to face and talked to God. That's, that's just very rare experiences. There's been very few people who have had those face to face experiences with God. And so if I'm going to trust God and I'm going to learn to hear God, then I'm learning to hear God through my spirit. Well, if my mind is not renewed, Romans 12 and two, come on, Holy Spirit. If my mind is not renewed to my spirit, the word is what renews my mind, which resets my spirit. That's why it's important for you to eat the word of God. And I'm not listen. And I'm not talking about memorize the word of God. I'm talking about eat the word of God, meditate on word, the word of God, small bites still equal a meal. I don't have to rush through the word of God. I don't, I don't know where we got that. We, we rush through the word. Like we eat our food, right? We're not talking about rushing through the word of God. It is not enough for you to, for you to have to say all that you, it's not, it's not enough to search yourself. It's not enough for you to quote scripture and you don't live the scripture or you don't believe the scripture or you don't trust in the scripture, right? You got to get revelation of what is God saying to me? Well, the only way that this is going to bear witness is it's going to bear witness in your spirit, right? So I want to read what I read you just out to amplify because the Amplified gives us the Greek and the Hebrew. It says, but a time is coming and is already here when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit from the heart of the inner self and in truth. For the father seeks such people to be his worshipers. God is a spirit. Here's what it means by God is a spirit. Make sure you get this down. God is a spirit, right? He is the source of life, yet he is invisible to mankind. He is the source of life, yet he is invisible to mankind. So, um, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I've got to renew my mind in the word <laughs> that these, this word becomes truth, right? So one of the very first things we started with yesterday was I got to know the truth of the resurrection. I got to know the truth of Jesus. I've got to understand my righteousness and all the benefits that come from my righteousness. That's the very first start. What does it mean when I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Because if I ain't got, if I don't have a grasp, a knowledge of what my righteousness is, it's going to be very hard for me to understand what my truth is. So I got to begin to study more and more on my righteousness. Remember we have started doing it. I got to begin to study more and more on my righteousness. I got to focus on my righteousness. I got to focus on what happened when Jesus died on the cross, when he got back up, what happened for me? What, how did that happen? What happened? Right? I got to, I got to get it. I got to understand what the, the same mind. I have to know Jesus, right? I got to know who Jesus is for me to be. I got to understand my righteousness. I got to stand in the fact of who and what Jesus is and what it meant for him to die for me. And it wasn't just for me to go to heaven. I'm sealed to the day of redemption, but what happens every day in the in-between? Come on, Holy Spirit. What happens every day in the in-between to the point where I'm sealed? What happens to the point of where I'm sealed? <laughs> what happens there? 
If I'm sealed to the day of redemption, what is the benefit of me accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Go back and read Isaiah 53. Go back and read Romans. Go back and read, read Ephesians. I've got to understand my righteousness. That's the first truth that I got to know is what is my righteous? I got to understand that when I accepted Jesus Christ, that the same mind that was in Jesus is, is in me. And so I just got to renew myself in the word of God so that the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, but because the scripture is breathing and living becomes my mindset. The only reason I operate in wrong mindsets is because somebody started pushing and pouring other things in me that was outside of kingdom being and kingdom link. This is why I know from the time our kids are little that it is so important about what we let them watch, what we put in their spirits, what we watch and what we entertain. Entertain the entertainment industry. I'm not saying nothing is wrong with entertainment. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with movies. I'm not saying there's I'm not I'm not saying but you better know the assignment of the enemy in those things. It's been very strategic. It's been very, it's been very strategic. And so if I'm going to have the same mind that's in Christ in me, I got to watch what I eat, what I consume, what I think on, because those are, that's why what your music moves us culturally, right? I got to watch, 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 watch what's in my ear gate. I got to watch what's in my eye gate, right? And if you write, and I'm just telling you, and all of those things are so significant. And a lot of times we just let that stuff bypass us because culturally our minds have not been tuned in to the fact that every time I consume an image or I listen to something that makes an impression to me, I used to lo I loved R&B music. I loved hip hop. But the more that I started tuning my spirit in to the word of God. I love your mama, Yaro, because we don't either. I love your mama. I love your mama because we don't either. My kids have never seen that, right? We, um, start, start tuning in our spirit to the word of God, right? And so every time I'm tuned in to something else, God is tuned out. Every time I'm tuned in to something else, God is something too. And somebody will say, oh my gosh, that's so extreme. Well, do you want the extremeness? Remember the path is narrow. Do you want the extremeness that comes with fulfilling your purpose on earth? Do you want to get to heaven and hear God say, well done. <laughs> that's the extremeness. That's the extremeness that I put a guard over my house that I put a guard over my spirit, that I put a guard over my family. That's the extremeness that it takes because this world and the enemy is very divisive and he doesn't want your spirit. The enemy does not want your spirit to be aligned with the word of God and people will, and the enemy is selective and trying to make you feel like something is wrong with you when you make a decision to live a life that's pleasing to God. Well, John 4, 24, but a time is coming. And now when the true worshipers will worship the father in the spirit and truth for the father is seeking such as these to worship him. This type of worship isn't just going to church. This type of worship isn't just a little small de de uh, devotion. This type of worship is a lifestyle. So is my lifestyle conducive to becoming a true worshiper? 
right? Is my lifestyle conducive to becoming a worshiper? Yes, you gotta, you gotta guard your mind. You gotta guard your decision. You gotta draw a line in the sand and make a decision. This is acceptable in my house. This is not acceptable in my house. This does not give God any glory. This does not edify God in any way. Do we relax? Do we have fun? Yep. But we need to, we need to, we need to know, like we need to know that we know that we know that we know it does. It becomes a lifestyle, right? It becomes a lifestyle. First John four and two, it says, this is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh form of God. Back it up to the very first Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you will know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and which is already in there. You got to know. You got to know certain somebody was sharing with me a song and they were like, she had this in her song. And I said, this is what I'm going to tell you. Everybody who says they're God doesn't mean that they're talking about our God. You need to check their fruit and ask, see if they're talking about Jesus. You need to see if they acknowledge Jesus Christ. Look, you need to know that they acknowledge Jesus because here's what I know for a fact. Anybody that's doing anything to the glory of God, it's not going to look like anything in Galatians 5.22. It's not going to be lustful. It's not going to be, uh, it's not going to, it's not going to encourage sexual immorality. It's not going to encourage strife. It's not going to encourage contentious. It's not going to encourage lewdness. It's not going to encourage crudeness, Right. It's not going to encourage absolutely any of those things. If it's of God, it is not going to look like anything that is anti God. If it's from God, because that does not line up with kingdom that does not line up with kingdom. And how do I know? Because I used to live that way. Let me give you a few more scriptures so we can get out of here. This is some, there's something to chew on, right? Do they acknowledge that Jesus was here in the flesh? That's the key word. Do they acknowledge that Jesus came here in the flesh, that he lived here on the earth, that he died on the cross? Do they acknowledge that he was here in the flesh? And so we don't, we, we, we get pulled into a lull of things thinking because someone, something says God, that it's of God and born of God. And we don't expect the fruit because these are the fruits of the flesh. These are the fruits of the spirit. If this is, if this is teaching me love, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then this is what I need to be holding on. But if this is teaching me sexual immorality, lewdness, crudeness, all of these things, then this cannot be from God. And most of us ain't been taught that way. I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I was not, I am. Can I tell y'all something? I was a huge Prince fan, a huge Prince fan, right? Huge. When I got older and I really started listening to the words of Prince, I said I was singing this. 
I was, I was singing these words. I was singing this into my spirit. I was saying this in my spirit. I was saying this. I was singing this over myself. I know 30,000 words and lyrics. This is what I was saying over myself. This is what, as a little girl, I was speaking over myself. Then it helped me understand some of my behaviors, right? Right? It helped me understand some of my, be some of my behaviors. When Scandal came out, I could not watch Scandal because the whole theme of Scandal was about adultery. I could not, I knew there was nothing in Scandal that glorified God. There was nothing in there. As a matter of fact, it was a, an assault against marriage. It was an assault against it, right? Like I was assault. And so because, because of, because of where I am now, and after I started renewing my mind, it was like, this is not connected to your spirit. And this has certain feelings associated with it, right? Galatians five and 16, it says, but I say, walk by the spirit. And you're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. And so if God is a spirit and I've got to worship him in spirit and truth, and I'm, I'm trying to learn how to hear God, right? Baby, Christina, don't even start. <laughs> and I'm trying to hear God. Then my spirit has to begin to align with the spirit of God so that I can accept what the word of God is saying. First Corinthians two fourteen says the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are folly to him and he is not able to understand them because they are only spiritually discerned. If I'm going to be able to hear God, the, the, the next step in this is I've got to begin to spiritually discern and discern God. And how do I spiritually discern God? The way that I'm going to be able to spiritually discern him is that I take these other things. I got to get these other things out of my spirit. I got to purge my spirit. And can I tell you something? You got to make a raw decision. Like you got to, you got to make a raw decision to purge. I got to purge my spirit. I, I don't even let my kids ride with people without telling them, Hey, when you have them, you got to change your music. You got to change your music. And if you can't change your music, then they don't ride with you because I'm responsible for protecting what they hear. I have a responsibility as a parent and I have told them if you're with someone and they play something that does not align with this household, you put your head, you, 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 you tell them we're not allowed to. And what I have seen happen with them is when they are in certain places, they will, t they will tell people, Hey, we can't watch that. Uh, we are not allowed to watch that. That's not good for our spirit. We, we cannot, we cannot watch that. That's not, that don't, that, that that's not going to work for us. That's not that, that, that isn't even good for it. And so our television of what we watch is very limited. And as I'm moving closer into my relationship with God, it's changing. Like some stuff that I even watched last year, every time it comes on, it's like my ears are heightened to things that are not of God, things that are things, things that are not of God. And so that's the next part. First, we got to understand the truth of the word. Second, we got to know that God dwells in our spirit. 
And the way that we get to know him in our spirit is that we begin to discern him by the spirit. And the only way that I'm going to be able to discern him by the spirit is that I get this junk that I've had in my soul for way so long. John 16 and 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are come. You got, I don't, I see, I've never seen green leaf. I don't know what's in it. I don't, I don't know what's in, in it. Romans 8 and 26, like the spirit helps us in our weaknesses for we don't know what we pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit himself intercedes us with groanings too deep. This is why we got to ask for more Holy Spirit. And you're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit when your flesh, let me say this, and then we're going to go. When your flesh is so used to operating in the same vein, you're going to have to submit and surrender it to the Holy Spirit. When you've been so used to operating in the same way, you're going to have to cry out and ask the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to help me with this. I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. I'm going to need your help in this. I need to be led by you because I can't lead myself. I can't lead myself. I've been leading myself for too long. I can't, I cannot lead myself. So Holy Spirit, I get in the habit every morning of yielding, right? Yielding to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm going to, I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4 and 30 says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. I cannot. Right. And so when the spirit bears witness, right. Spirit bears witness and tell starts pricking at us. The spirit. Can I tell, can I share this with you? The spirit bore witness to us this morning that we have to get this out of our spirit. Now don't sit there and say, it wasn't talking to me. I ain't, ain't the Lord ain't the Lord ain't dealt with me on that. The Lord brought it here right now and dealt with us on this. <laughs> right now, then when he everybody on this devotional, he brought this to us and dealt with this on this. You're gonna have to purge your spirit so that your spirit can be aligned with my spirit. You have to purge your spirit so your spirit can be aligned with my spirit. You're going to have to get your, you have to yield to the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to get out your own way so that you can become sensitive to what God is saying to you about this season. Cause the path is very narrow. I think that's it. I think that's good. I think that's a lot to chew on. So the second part, first, the word of God has to become the truth. Second, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to spiritually align myself. I'm going to have to reset my spirit. So the first thing in resetting your spirit is accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's the first thing we got to do. We got to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yes, 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 Emel. Absolutely. You accountable for your spirit. You Yours. Yes, that's good. Right? That's good. So I got to accept Jesus. Jesus, I know I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come in my heart and take away my sins. I'm promising to love and follow you as best as I can. And Jesus, I thank you for seeing my soul. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins. And guess what? God is going to do just that. God is just going to do just that. He's going to purge you and he's going to lead you and he's going to guide you. And then we're going to continue to disciple. We're going to continue to, we're going to continue to disciple us so that we can grow and we can learn how to hear the voice of God and be led by the spirit and not be led by our flesh. Right. 
Do me a favor, log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Get connected. Meditate. No if today. We have one more week, no if. I heard the Lord. Go back and make sure you're caught up in if. Go meditate on if. Go ask God what he's showing you. We'll be back in if next week. One more week, no if today. We'll be back in next week because we got a lot we chewing on. Let's chew on what God has given us. I love y'all so much. We'll be back here Monday morning, 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.